welcome back to Arkansas Chatters. I'm your host, Frostbite, and with me, as always, my you know great ho- co- uh, co-host, Nightwolf. There you go, trying to sweeten the pot again. <laughs> Why not? So, how have you been doing, Frostbite? Er, what the <laughs> hell? All right, you Nightwolf. Want you, you want to try that again? No, we're actually going to leave it in there for the outtakes. <laughs> Hey, let's give some, let's give our audience something to laugh about, right? Yeah, I reckon. So, how have you been, Nightwolf? Tired. Yeah, what's got you so tired? Tired more. Yeah, I most certainly understand that. I'm actually on my first paid vacation in 15 years. Good for you. Yeah. You know what my first paid vacation was? When? When I had that heart attack. Mm. That was my first vacation I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't that, you know, doesn't it suck when you have to do it like that, though? No, not really. I think it was time. Yeah. But, no, it would have been better if you'd been able to take, you know, take the paid vacation, you know, on your own terms, right. not when you got sick. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, after that, I've been taking vacations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you've got to find time for your personal recharge. Yeah, a little bit. Might need to tweak the mic a little. Okay, your the, mic. Yeah, the mic. I, I don't know if it'll be the gain or. How's that? I don't know. How does it sound on your end? It sounds pretty good. Because you know, right here, it just sounds like I'm far away. Right. If I put it up here, it's a little too close. There you go. Okay. You put up. That's a little better. That was your gain. That's what I thought. I meant to bring that damn tape. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, we've got, we need to mark this, you know, yeah. very effectively so that we don't, you know, in the process of transport, don't turn dials. Right. Well, that's why I was originally going to try to get a case for that. It's yeah. a hard case. Yeah. Where nothing will move inside. Yeah, that's a good idea. But you've been, you know, you're looking at a potential piece of equipment that... You know you know how much that hard case is going to cost for that? How much? About 50 bucks. That's not bad. <laughs> And like that other one I showed you, yeah, fifty-four bucks for not, a hard case. Not bad. Yeah. But the new piece of equipment, you know, I, I don't know if I'd spend that fifty dollars if we're looking at in the future upgrading to new equipment anyway. Well, it kind of fits the same thing. Oh, will it fit the same size? Yeah. Okay. Because weird, ain't it? Well, I thought that other one was bigger. It's a little bigger, but not. It's probably. Uh, put that against that, it's probably about that size. Okay. Yeah, I'll look at. Uh, I'll double check the dimensions just to be sure. Um, but but yeah, if I if I go to order it, I'm gonna order the hard case with it. Right, just so that we have you know that additional layer protection. of protection. Yeah. But looking at that design on that, man, that will make our life a whole lot yeah, easier. Yeah, but it's gonna give you a hell of a headache. What makes you think so? For you to learn it. <laughs> well. But hey, at least it comes with big ass cue cards. Did yeah. You see that? Yeah. Or did I show you that one? Yeah, I think you showed me that. Because there was one that was showing that uh, it had cue cards with it. Mm-hmm. And they were big. Right. <laughs> well, from what I understand, once we get the settings right on that, yeah. it'll be a set and go and we record. Right. I won't need Because it's all digital. Right. And I won't even need to plug my laptop directly into it to record. Right. That's one of the features I like right there. Well, it just depends if you want to use the SD card or not. Right. Which we would probably want to do it that way, and the simple reason being... Well, yeah, I can buy the equipment, and you can buy the SD card. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think my wife would have a problem with that. I don't know if she has a problem with everything else. <laughs> yeah, but... She uh, has a problem with you breathing. Some days. 
but um, the the advantage that I saw that I like is the fact that you know when you record in that you know from the you know from there directly is the fact that it's multi-track mode right which makes it a whole lot easier on the post-production to edit and and clean voices up and so forth now with that one you're going to have to read up on that one to see if we can do that right um, as far as I can tell it can't that's the reason why I was looking at well with all those knobs you you don't really know because there's all all those knobs so you don't know what they all do right well you know I just got to figure out how to make it work the way I want it <coughs> right. and that's just yeah. the trick yeah. um, but that was the reason why I was thinking you know if I set you on one channel yeah. left or right and me on the other right. I can emulate it in a sense right um, and that would fix that problem too yeah because then you know on the post-production I could actually um, edit you know edit left or right channels independently right as long as I keep the timestamps where they're supposed to be yeah um, it should work beautifully and then I just remerge them together in this stereo channel right so since we've been using that for about what a year and a half now yeah right out about a year and a half how you like it I like it um, the features, you know, at least for, you know, our introduction features, you know, I feel like it does, you know, a well enough job. A decent job. A decent job, but like I said, if you're, with us having multiple people on here, it's a little bit harder. Well, first we got to have multiple people. Well, I mean, more than one person. I think this is really more designed, more from the aspect of a solo. Uh, it's bit. more designed for two people. Right. But even then, you know, it, you know as far as I can tell... Uh, if if it does have the ability to multi-track, yeah. it's not very well documented. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You have to probably do it through the computer to do the right. multi-track. Right. I'll have to look and see. Um, but anywhere I've looked online, so far I haven't found anybody that's done it. Right. So I don't know. So it, it may be a good thing and it may be a bad thing. Right. It's just not very well documented. Right. That's uh, what I'm saying. That multi-track thing may be a good thing and it may be a bad thing. Well, from what I've seen, the multi-track is the standard that most podcasters are using when you have more than one host. Right. Okay? Um, if you have one host, you don't need multi-track. Right. Um, because the fact you're going to do all that in post-production anyway. Mm -hmm. But when you have two people, you know, like <clears> you <throat> and me, and we have a, you know, have a guest, you need that multi-track editing capability. Too bad you can't. Too bad you don't listen to 103.9. Why is or that? 103.3. Why is that? So you can uh, win a um, a day with the uh, podcasters. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> with the radio hosts. Yeah. That way you can learn from them. Yeah, that would be neat. Because uh, they do a drawing on Wednesdays and Fridays. You come to their studio and may have hang to. out with them for an hour or two. Yeah. You know, learn a few new tricks of the trade. Yeah. Um, but. But they're all going to tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. You got to pick what you're passionate about right. and stick with that. Exactly. Um, but. You know, it's okay to stray off every once in a while, but you got to stick with what, right. you, what you're passionate about. Well, and with me, the big, you know, the, my two big ones is you know the Bible and technology. Yeah. And you know the major problem is is finding the actual audience that would listen to you right well and that's one thing i do want our audience to listen to or to know we are actually now available on 
Um, Just about every platform you can think of. Most platforms now. Um, uh, we've got Apple Podcasts. We have Google Podcasts. Um, Spot, uh, <coughs> Spotify, of course. Um, CastBox. And um, Amazon you know, Music as well. Now, some of our more recent episodes are not on there yet. I've got to go through and redo the files to where they will actually you know post in it yeah. but it's just the way that uh, anchor does it that just makes it to where it won't uh, replicate correctly I don't know why okay now is it <coughs> is it cast box yeah cast box b-o-x yes okay. and you there is a um, free and account it's, and it's supposed to look like that uh, no, that's not it. I'll send you the link in just a moment. No, hold on. It should be on here somewhere. What does it have a picture of? What do you know? Um, the icon itself? Yeah. Da, 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 should look like just kind of an orange sound wave. Well, I just, that's what I just showed you. It's just purple. Yeah, See? the purple one's not the same one. Podcast player, it's not CastBox. Now, it might have a CastBox... Uh, client to it, but it's not Castbox itself. You said it's orange. Yeah, orange with a white um, base. Yeah. <sighs> so we've been out of out of pocket for you know a few weeks. Um, yeah, scheduling mix-ups. Yeah, and those happen. You know, you know it's kind of a pain in the ass, and right. you know. You know, working a night job and you working a day job, that makes it, you know, so much more difficult. Yeah. Not to mention both of us having, you know, families and, you know, the demands of families. Only your family's demanding. Mine's not. Yeah, that's just true. We do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's a good thing about having teenagers. Yeah. They do their own thing. I do my own thing. Yeah. Then we do stuff together. Yeah. Oh, that's a neat little alarm clock. What's that? Alarm clock on the bottom. It's kind of yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah, it's neat looking. <laughs> it looks kind of retro. Yeah. Looks like one of the ones you would have found in the seventies. Right. Are you saying we're old? Yes, we're old. Both of us, I was born in, you know, 82, but that still puts me as an old fart. Mm-hmm. Especially compared to these teenagers. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, so, um, you know, since we haven't been on in a few weeks, one of the things I wanted to cover that we didn't get to cover before, um, uh, because it, we didn't, it just wasn't available on launch, was the Samsung has, unla- has launched... The uh, Samsung Galaxy S23 series. Um, it's supposed to be out, what, tomorrow? Uh, the 17th will be when it's actually available for pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm only going to cover the Ultra because, you know, some of the stuff will be... Well, the Ultra would be the best one to get. Right. So just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't think I'd recommend, in all honesty, the lower model unless you're looking for, you know, a cheaper but flagship line. Um, the display has a dynamic AMOLED 2x display, which can do 120 hertz. You know, our you know our Note 9s do 60 hertz displays. Okay. Right. 
Now, one of the things that's kind of neat about that, uh, about the specific display, is its dynamic, you know, refresh rate. So, for example, if you are reading an ebook, you're not going to need it to refresh at 120 hertz. So it it'll dial it down, so that it'll sl- you know so it won't drain your battery as quick. Right. So you know it's dynamic there. Um, it is a 6.8 inch screen, which is a little bit bigger than our Note 9s, um, with an 89.9% screen to body ratio. And uh, it has the Corning Gorilla Glass Victus 2 you know, you know, for its top glass. Now, that's supposed to be you know, one of the toughest glasses you can buy in, in the world. Uh, other than bulletproof glass, um, it's even supposed to be tough enough to handle drops on concrete, and scratch resistant on that. Is it like uh, Castbox FM? No, there's no FM on it. Nothing I'm aware of anyway. Here, hold on. I'll do it. Do one even better for you. Make it. No, because it's not showing. It's showing something totally different. Stand by. Unless I'm spelling it wrong. Okay, just stand one second, share. Which that could be a possibility too. Yeah, it could be. But I'm going to solve that right now. At least you hope. Yep. I just sent you the link through Messenger. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, um, the main camera <clears throat> and. The main camera is getting a massive bump. <laughs> Did you find it? It just sent me the same one that we just had. That's weird. I guess they changed the logo and I haven't gotten the updated logo yet. It's possible, plus all the wording down below it. Yep. Go ahead and install it. <laughs> um, so the main camera gets a massive bump from the previous model from 100 and me- 103 megapixel to uh, 200 megapixel. The other three cameras on the main camera system didn't change at all. Okay. Um, the SOC got a massive upgrade. Well, the only thing difference on the camera, they added more cameras. No, you know, from the 22, uh, has the same number of cameras. Oh. Um, I, that I didn't know. Um, the SOC got a pretty good, you know, bump. It is a Snapdragon. Um, 8 Gen 2, but it's especially modified for these phones. Okay. Um, and one core itself is at 3.6 gigahertz, and then you have some uh, lower power uh, cores, you know, for lower processing stuff so it doesn't drain down your batteries quick. Um, it has on its Wi Fi card. It's got A, B, G, N, A, C, and 6E, and it's tri-band with Wi-Fi Direct. And also included with, you know, like the S22 Ultras, is the in-display fingerprint reader. So it's under the display directly. So you don't, so your your fingerprint reader isn't obvious. So you literally touch the, you know, the screen and your fingerprint's red. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. That's really the way that fingerprint readers should have been done in the first place. Right. Just um, concentrating on one spot. Right. Now, I mean, it's one spot in the screen, you know, where, the, where that reader is specifically. Yeah. 
but like I said, it's not on your, you know, on the back of your phone or on the side <coughs> or anything like that. Yeah. So no one is going to realize you're using the fingerprint sensor, you know, and then use that to get your data. Right. Okay. Have you ever tried uh, free audio books? Which one? It's called free audio books. Uh, some of them are very ad supported. Um, now I've been using the library's audiobook system lately, and I'm liking it. Um, the Hoopla. Yeah. And I have found a lot of books, you know, audiobooks, where I've read the book. It's like, you know, I know the basic story. Right. But, you know, it's a good way to fall asleep. Yeah. And that's how I've well, been. Well, it just depends on what you're listening to. Really. Right. Now, I would not recommend listening to horror trying to fall asleep, especially if you have an active imagination. <laughs> Unless you'd like to be scared. <laughs> I've actually tried listening to um, uh, Wicca books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? Yeah. I didn't quite catch that. I need to bring that back a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes you can understand them, and sometimes it's hard to understand. Yeah. Man, when I opened my drink, I actually saw it clip. And now it does it orange. Okay. Yeah, and that is a really, you know, I really like that app. It's just something different to try. Yeah. Basically. And they actually have some audiobooks, you know, free on there as well. Yeah. It's probably audiobooks I can care less about. Right. But they're good, you know, to fall asleep <clears throat> to when you're having trouble falling asleep. Oh, well, I never, I hardly ever had that problem. Unless I'm just having a bad leg night. Yeah. Mine is, my mind just doesn't shut up. Oh, mine shuts up when I tell it to. Mine doesn't. My mind stays going 90 to nothing, and it's like, dude, I'm trying to sleep. Well, screw you. Well, you need to learn to block everything out, really. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard at first, but it gets easier. Yeah. The question is, do you really want to block it out? Yeah. Because usually when I block something out, I tend to forget it. Exactly. And Which is a good thing. To me, it's a good thing like everything at work here lately yeah i can't remember a freaking damn thing <laughs> well i'll tell you you know when i was hardcore programming <clears throat> years ago you had to remember everything right and the thing was is the best time for me to code and when i would come Late up with the, night. you know the lines the best lines of code i ever wrote were the ones where my mind wouldn't shut up i'm trying to sleep that that means you're not a yeah, well, you're a, you're a night person, right? And that's weird. And then once you switch to a day shift job, it'll probably take you about a year or two to get used to it. Yeah, it'll take me a while to get you know reacquainted to it. I I prefer you know be, you know being awake during the day than at night. Yeah. But no, the reason why uh. that worked what that so well that that you know like that is because when you're very conscious and you're tr not trying to sleep. Yeah. You censor yourself a lot, right. okay? But when your mind just won't shut up, you, you don't censor yourself near as much. And so those... You know, sometimes I kind of wish I had your problem. <laughs> and here's the thing is those crazy ideas that your mind, get, you know, naturally go, no, that'll never work. Those are some, oftentimes, some of the best ones. Yeah, sometimes. And so <clears throat> it's weird how that works. Yeah. But yeah, 
since uh, you're on vacation now, you need to put an application in. Yeah, I know. I need to. <clears throat> Probably need to do that tomorrow. Yep. If you think about it. Yep, that's good. I believe that's on my to-do list. And I believe you have to go through one of those uh, workplaces. Uh, Staff Mart. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know if it's called Staff Mart anymore, but something like that. Right. It's one of the ad agent or the yeah. employment agencies. Sometimes they do have some decent jobs. Yeah. And that's the hard part is find you know because like I said, I want to find something in daytime. And uh, the thing is with them. You show up on time, do your job, mm-hmm. don't cause any problems. Yep. At least do that for 90 days. Yep. Then don't, you're pretty much set. Yeah, don't make any waves, right? Right. Yep. All right, well, folks, we're going to take a brief pause. Nope. Is that Might right? as well, since you already said it. Yeah. Oh, that was a little early. I, I thought it was in the 30s. Mm-hmm. We're only 20 minutes in. Okay, we're good. We're good. We'll, st- we'll stay on. Okay. I'll are you, are you done with your electrical crap? Um, the electronic stuff. No. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention um, that's been all over the internet is the uh, Chat GPT uh, AI system. Uh, Google or not Google, but Microsoft is integrating it with Bing, and there's a lot of integration you know stuff with it. Is that something you have to download? No, actually, you can, there's actually a link you can try it out on. And it literally, you know, just a website. Right. And the thing about ChatGPT is it is an AI-based system. Mm-hmm. And it can be used, you know, for writing papers. Maybe I can get that to write my resumes. <laughs> I wonder, you know. I can. Uh, you know, when, when we have to do these damn self-assessment things. Yeah. And they ask you... Uh, what what achievements you do? Yeah, you know my mind will actually go blank mm-hmm. when I see that word. Yeah, well it wouldn't hurt to try it, you know, because you might be able to get you know, write it, you know, write it and make it look sound so eloquent. Right. Like there is a way that you can make uh, changing a light bulb, you know, sound like you did something massive. Right. Well, it's like we did uh, four hundred four hundred and seven uh, MSRs last year mm-hmm. how in the hell am I going to write all that in that space mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when I can just simplify it right say we did this many MSRs that's our achievements I would say did so many MSRs um, and with a you know however much accuracy rate or you know well wouldn't no accuracy to it okay or you know with zero downtime or, you know, something that makes it look Well, that's the, that was the problem is, is all of it had downtime. All right. With minimum downtime. How's that? All, all of it had downtime, though. Right. But you could say minimum. Or, or not say it at all. Right. Just say we completed this many MSRs. Right. And that's basically all I put. Right. I didn't know what else to put down. Right. Because my, my mind just went blank. Uh, you could do it with, zero, you know, how many, how many injury incidents were there on that? none but that that's a different category but you could say with zero incidents yeah and then we had to go to our goals mm-hmm. and uh i was like uh my goal is is to retire yeah that's well, my only goal 
Well, that's your personal goal, but maybe... Um, I don't have any work goals. Right. And that may be what they're looking for is that work goal. Well, you know, that may well, be... Every time we try to do that, we yeah. never achieve it. Right. Is it because you're setting the bar too high for yourself? No. It's, uh, getting, uh, it's like getting my wastewater license. Mm-hmm. That's not setting the bar high. Right. That's being compliance. Right. With the state law. Well, I think I would put that in every time until you get it. And the reason why I say that is because at that point, you're proving that you are doing everything in your power to get it. Well, the problem is, is I don't want it. Mm, you don't? Okay. It's basically being forced on us. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. Let's put it that way. Okay, then put in there, I want to be an upper-level management. <laughs> well, I told him I want to be the president of the United States. <laughs> That's my main goal. Yeah. Yeah. Better yeah, I should have said I want to be governor or yeah. mayor. Mayor first, governor, yeah. or is it senator, mayor, then governor? No, you go governor. Or no, you want to do mayor, mayor, governor, governor, then senator, senator yeah. and then president. Right. Something like that. I knew it was something like that. Hey, that's why I ought to put down yeah. next time. <laughs> but they're going to be like. Uh, this ain't uh, work-related. I'm like, of course not, because this is my actual goal. <laughs> I can care less if it's a work goal, because I don't have a work goal. Yeah. My work goal is to retire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to retire with lots of money. <laughs> well, you can kind of say, you can kind of forget that. Yeah. But, uh, but I did put, uh, to learn and grow is all I put down, really. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can think of. Yeah. Well, one of the things I was going to tell you about this program that's really interesting is it can be used to compose music, teleplays, fairy tales, student essays, answer test questions. Uh, what, make your own diary? Yeah, probably could. Probably. You could use it to you know, create, like let's say you're designing a, a um, you're writing a book <clears throat> yeah. and you need a diary entry. <laughs> that sounds you know so eloquent or you know but you don't want to jump through all the hustle of jumping through that right so you might have that as an entry yeah sure if you if you read my diary it'll freak you out <laughs> you'd be like what a fucking nutcase that's the reason why i don't have one <laughs> well like the uh, psychiatrist says write down your feelings mm-hmm yeah, and I've been trying to do that, you know, a little bit here and there. But I, the way I wrote it, I wrote it into a diary situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when I try to write down my emotions, there's just so much that I end up having to shell out because it's... It does help, though. Yeah, because you start with one emotion, but then you start breaking it down, and you have several emotions powering that, right. that big one. Yeah. And sometimes you know, it can get kind of confusing at times. Yeah, but it helps you. Yeah. It helps to get it out instead of... Or you can go out in the middle of the woods and just say it all out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you pray, right? Yes, I do. Now, do you pray to yourself or do you pray out loud? It uh, depends on the day and where I'm at. So when you're at church, you pray out loud? Uh, sometimes. As when you're I at home, you pray silently. Uh, it depends on the night. If I know everybody is asleep, you know, dead asleep, I may be pretty loud. Why would you do that and wake people up? Because, you know, at that point, if I'm usually, if, I, if I'm trying to be loud, I'll like pray in the car or something where 
it's you know where I'm not going to have a chance of waking up. And, and that's kind of weird. You kind it kind of makes you wonder which prayer does he actually listen? Does he listen to the ones that you speak out loud or ones you say to yourself? I think he hears them all. And you would think, but it just kind of makes you wonder sometimes. Yeah. Especially if something didn't get answered. Right. Well, I think he hears them all. I think a lot of times it's not a matter of a of, of a prayer not getting answered. A lot of times it's not. We're looking at it in our timing, not his yeah, timing. Right. But you see what I'm saying. Right. Know? It just kind of makes you wonder. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things, you know, about prayer life is understanding that you may not get the answer in the timing you want it to see, be or how you perceive see, you need it to be. So you, you'll never hear me pray out loud. Mm-hmm. Never. I always yeah. pray to myself. Right. Right. Like I said, it depends on my day, and and you're probably thinking to yourself, he actually prays. What no, the hell? no, I know you have a very you know a spiritual life. I know you do. That's <laughs> it's not the way you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, that's between you and God. You know that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they say, everybody's different. Right. My bottom line is I'm just not a follower. Right. My big thing is is that's you know someone's prayer life is between them and God. Right. And the bottom line is it's, you know, Christianity isn't just a religion, a religion it's a relationship. Yeah. And when you when you get to know our Heavenly Father, it's very... Well, you'll never get to know Him. You never will. Yeah. Well, we know Him to, you know, I know Him pretty well to no, a degree. Don't. Not as well as I would love, but... You don't know Him at all. You just know Him as our Father. Yeah. So say, you may think you know Him. Right. I have a relationship with him, and I know him, you know, in the in the way that he has revealed himself to me. Yeah. It's the same way that our kids really they don't really really know us until they become adults, I guess. To a certain extent, they don't realize what we had to go. They well, when they get older, they realize what we had to go through when right. they have kids. Right. And the, and it gives them a whole new perspective. Sometimes. Sometimes they, some kids a parent better than the actual parent. Yep. You know, it just depends on the individual. Yep. And it and it takes you know a lot of learning, and you go, okay, well that didn't work, or that worked well, and it's, it's like I told my oldest daughter is, every once in a while you will have to bust that butt. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to do it all the time, but right. If you really want him to know that you mean business, you got to whoop that butt. Yep. And what she does. Well, and that's something I will say, you know, DHS you know, has this so wrong. They say... Well, the thing is, is stop worrying about DHS. Well, hold on. What what a lot of these psychiatrists are saying is that, you know, the spanking supposedly teaches them violence. No, generally speaking, there's a couple things there. Number Te- one... Not teaching them any morals is what teaches them violence. Yeah. Not to mention <clears throat> is... We, as a, a human beings, learn best by associating a negative action with pain. Mm-hmm. And so the example of touching the stove when it's hot. We don't have to have our butt busted because guess what? We, we, got, the, we got the lesson when we touched oh, the we stove. we also got our ass whooped afterwards, too. Right. <laughs> that was a reinforcement. Right. But, you know. Because you've you seen that one meme I sent you that one mm-hmm. time where that mother and daughter, she, she was handing her a hot pan, mm-hmm. and she kept saying, the bottom is hot, the bottom is hot. So mm-hmm. she finally had to yell it yeah. to get her to listen. Exactly. It shouldn't have to be that way. Right. Now, if she would have taught her early on, she wouldn't have to worry about that. Problem. Exactly. 
but you know human beings learn best especially concerning negative behaviors right. with associating it with pain pain yeah and positive behaviors with pleasure right so you know when you have a positive behavior you reinforce it with something positive well that, that, that's a downfall i've never had that <laughs> mine was always negative no positive <laughs> well i'm saying overall but you know your negative behaviors need to be reinforced with you know some form of pain mm, i smell catfish <laughs> i'm glad i can't smell nothing <laughs> <laughs> I lost my thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, next. Yeah. Or do you want to take a break now? Uh, yeah, let's take a break because when we get back, the other thing I wanted to cover uh, was actually a Bible verse you know, concerning uh, worry. Because that's something that's kind of really hit me you know, head on the nail. But anyway, we'll be back after these messages, okay? <laughs> We're back, folks. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our sponsor that gave us a brief pause. You know, catch our breath, stretch our legs. Because I mean, was that me? drop this uh, smoker? Was that me or you? You. That was, that was my phone, I think. Yep. Pin sticking out. Yep. Hey, it's got this little wiener sticking out for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the antenna. Yeah, you win. That's the only thing I don't like about those phones when you drop them. Yeah. The pen automatically comes out. Yeah. So, um, as I alluded to before we went on break, I wanted to cover, you know, a, you know, a Bible verse, well, a section of verses here. Um, and this, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of worry and anxiety. And so this, you know, when I read this, it kind of hit me. And this is coming from Matthew 6, um, you know, 25. It says, this I tell you, don't, uh, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or, what you, you know, or, what, or about your body or you know, what you will wear. It isn't, isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow or, or reap or, you know, or gather into barns, yet their heavenly, your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add a single cubit of and to his height by worrying? And it's one of those that's like, wow. But you know, worry, you know, and you know, there's a lot of people confuse worry and anxiety, and they are actually two very different things. You're just not figuring that out. 
Well, I mean, I knew they were different, but I didn't know how to communicate that it was different. Um, the analogy that I heard was, okay, you could have an anxiety about traveling, right? Mm-hmm. But you could be worried about missing your flight. You know, worry is going to be more specific. And a lot of people miss, uh, what is that damn word, miscommunicate on that. Well, misconstrue. Yeah. Well, they think that uh, both of them are together, which they're not. Right. Okay, so what is the difference between worry and concern? Huh? What's the difference between worrying and concern? They're actually the same thing. No, they're not. Okay, so in worry, worry has a tendency to paralyze. You know, and concern don't? No, concern is... It depends you know, on the person. No, when it, when it gets to the point of paralyzing, that's worry. Concern would concern be... Concern can do the same thing. Not quite. I hate to tell you. Well, no, because concern would be like... The, depends on the person. Well, the analogy that I got, and it was a really good analogy, um, and I'm going to give props to um, Pastor Greg um, yeah, Pastor Greg from uh, Life Church. He did, you know, as he was talking about, you know, use, you know, continuing the analogy with the birds. So when a bird, you know, gets hungry, they get a little concerned. But what do they do? They, they fly. They'll sit there, tweet, 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 fly, go find the worm, then fly back up to their you know, nest after they've catched the worm. Well, most of them will eat it right there. Right. They'll eat the worm, you know, as, they're, you know, as they scoop up the worm, they'll eat it then. And then they fly back to their nest. But you will never see a bird up, up in the. Uh, I hate to tell the pastor this. He needs to use a different analogy. Yeah. But you won't see a bird up there, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, sitting there pacing its nest, worried about, you know, whether or not they're going to be able to get food. Right. Only time you'll see them worried about something like that, like a fire or something. Happens. Right. But then, if there's a fire or something, they fly away. Depends if they can. Right. But they, you know, it depends on how intense the fire is. Right. They'll try to take action. Yeah, they'll try to take some kind of action. But where I struggle with worry a lot, it can be very paralyzing. You know, we look at you know the state of our country. You look at all the... Am I worried about the country? No. Am I worried about my family? No. You mm. know why? Why? Because I know they can take care of themselves. Mm. If something ever happened to me, I know they can take care of themselves. Mm. So that's the difference between how you was raised and how mm. I was raised. Right. <clears throat> yes, I protect my family, but I also taught them how to protect themselves. Right. So you taught them how to get past the worry and move it from worry to concern. Nope. You move it from worry to get it, get it done. Right. Which, you know, to take Which action. is not concern. Mm. Which is take action. Mm. You basically you skip worry, you skip concern, and take action. Right. You, you don't have time to sit there and worry. You don't have time to be concerned. Right. You just take action. Right. And that's the way I've always been taught. Right. And that's something I struggle with. <clears throat> yeah. But you know, I have a tendency to worry about things that I have no ability to do anything about. Yeah. It's like, am I worried if I'm going to have to have surgery or not? No, because I know it's inevitable. Right. Am I concerned about it? Not really. Hmm. You're just ready to get the. You know, I'm just ready to get it over. Yeah, you know, get the surgery. If I done. get paralyzed, I get paralyzed. Right. If not great. 
that's a lot of faith there. That's something. It's not. It don't have nothing to do with faith. It really don't. You know, bottom line, you know, no matter what, you know, things are going to pan out the way they need to pan out. You know what they say when a person says it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That means they're done. Right. They accept whatever is going to happen. Exactly. So that means no worry, no concern, no nothing. Right. There's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> and like they say, a person gets to that point, mm-hmm. then they're pretty much just done with life itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be there, though. Yes, you don't want to be there, but it's better than sitting there worrying. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, you know, now, when I was when I was a kid, yeah, I worried about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly when am I going to get my next next piece of ass or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I was actually worried about. Right. <laughs> but then you were scheming, weren't you? Yeah. It's pretty bad when you know, as you was growing up, you was basically a playboy. Mm-hmm. And as you got older, it just disappears. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact of us maturing. Yeah, most of it, yeah. And then lack of opportunities being another one. Well, that and you put all your trust in one person. Right. You know, and that's where you just get screwed. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I'm trying to get better about, you know, going, okay, you know, these are things I can't control. I, can't, I don't have anything. Yes, you can. No, what I'm saying is, not the wor- not controlling the worry. I'm saying in general, the things that I'd be worried about going, okay, I don't have any control over this. It's not doing me any good to worry about yeah. it. Exactly. And learning how to, you know, rely on God's strength and not mine. And you really don't have to do that, really. You can, if that's what it takes. But it actually takes more will yeah. than it has with God's work. It's more of a wheel thing. I disagree, but... See, you disagree because you put your faith in God. Right. Yeah, I can put my faith in God all day long. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, you have to deal with your own fate. Right. You're the one that has to make sure certain mm-hmm. things happen. Right. You can't just let him do it all. No, you can't let him do it all. And that was the analogy he, and he was talking about. This too. is where a lot of people get their free will mixed up mm-hmm. you know God gives you free will right what is free will the ability to choose the ability to think mm-hmm. not just to choose to think yeah well that's the analogy you know if if you listen further to his analogy he talks about you know the bird is totally relied on God but he's not you know waiting on God to drop the um, the worm in his lap right. he, you know, he well still God taught the birds how to hunt Right, how to get what they need to get. And so, you know, sometimes faith requires action. And see, basically what it tells me is your parents didn't do a very good job teaching you life skills. No, they didn't. And they did not teach me conflict resolution skills very well either. Well, that you have to learn on your own. Yeah. Your parents cannot teach that. Well, they can to a degree. No, they cannot. They can only guide you. Right. They can't teach you. But, you know, the best way to learn is by seeing it happen. The best and, way to learn is having it done to yourself. Right. Well, my parents, what, you know, the way they resolved conflict was 
mom got her way all the time. Yeah. And dad just took it. Well, actually, dad just ignored it. Yeah. And that's not very good conflict resolution. Actually, it is. It is, but it isn't because... Well, let me take that back. It depends on the conflict. Right. It, yeah, it depends on the conflict. If, you, if you're dealing with a narcissist, you're better off just letting it drop. Right. And not fight. Right. And, to be honest, that's pretty much how I see my mom. Well, that's how I see over half the damn world. Yeah. Well, our world has, you know, due to social media, well, I should say social media became a catalyst. I wouldn't say it's necessarily the fault. But I'd say it's a catalyst. You know how how much of our world okay. is as, as you was gro- as you was growing up. What was you taught as what was the um, damn it? Then lost that damn word, a motherfucker. What is the root of all evil? What was you taught? Money. Well, the love of money, actually. And you were taught wrong. And what? And what's your definition? Root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Women. Yeah. <laughs> and there actually one. is a mathematical equation that shows that, that by the way. That because that, you know, they say money is the root of all evil, which mm-hmm. is not. Money is a way of life. Mm-hmm. It's not the root of all evil. Right. You gotta have money to live. Right, it's a tool. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, if you stop to equate money with today's you know, you know, these new these kids are still in high school. Now, you know, back in our parents' days and their in their parents' days, mm-hmm. yes, money was the root of all evil. But today, you can't do anything without having any money. Right. At all. But they'll they'll still say that's a root of all evil. Right. No, I just say that's just part of life. Right. Well, it's a tool, but it's kind of the same problem with our current <clears throat> kids' generation. You know, these kids, they're so glued to their smartphones mm-hmm. that they couldn't read a map to save their life you know a physical map right um they couldn't hand write a letter to somebody if you know text messaging and email was gone right to save their life yeah um they've gotten to the point that that is their life mm-hmm. instead of it being merely so a tool and today's times and just in today's time was mm-hmm. the root of all evil Today's time be the over, you know, the social media. Yeah, uh, I think social media. Is social media is the root of all evil. <laughs> For the simple fact is, you can get away with murder. Basically, you can sit there and bully people all day long, and nothing gets done to you. Right, unless you're unless you're a conservative, and then you get canceled. Well, that's when you don't tell them you're a conservative. Yeah. Or if you spout a conservative well, mindset, and, and that's that's another thing about this today's generation—they don't know how to keep their damn mouth shut. Yeah, it's like um, one day I got. Um, it's like you you come up to me mm-hmm. and ask me what my viewpoint is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to tell you? Right. It's none of your fucking business. Right. But you know, it's like um, several months ago mm-hmm. I was put in Facebook jail over the. In fact, I had, you know... You was telling the truth, but the fact checkers was telling you you didn't tell the truth. No, it wasn't even that. It was, I got flagged for inciting violence. And what what was it over? Um, You know, one of the uh, girls that I grew up with 
well, my sister was friends with for years, um, she had her car keyed. Yeah. And I and I'm like, yeah, they're you know we need to find this person and hold them accountable. Yeah, put their ass in jail or something to that effect. And that was quote unquote inciting violence. And did you tell them how is that exciting violence? Yeah, I actually appealed it and still lost because they didn't even hear the case on it. Well, of course not, because it wasn't in their narrative. Right. That's why I say social media is the root of all evil. Yeah. Especially if you're a Democrat. Yeah. Well, if you're a Democrat, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Why do you think I tell them I'm a Democrat? <laughs> but I have my conservative ways. Yeah. There's a way you can be Democrat but still be conservative. I don't know. <clears throat> there is. It's called lying. Uh, yeah. That's what do you think? What do you think these Democrats have been doing? Yeah. Well, you know that's a skill that I never developed. Well, you hadn't lived then. <laughs> I was never. You know, I tried to lie. You know, I could try to lie, but I am the worst liar on the planet. Yeah. Because it's, my tells are so obvious, it's unreal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was always, you know, raised with that mentality of it's better to tell the truth than sit there and have to tell a lie because well, then you have to tell another lie to cover up that lie. The way I was taught is it depends on the situation. Yeah. Now, if you know you ain't going to be able to get out of it, you better just tell the truth. But if you know you can get out of it, try your damnedest. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like it's better. It's like as, as when you was growing up, did you do anything that your parents never knew about? Uh, I know I've done a few things, but I just can't think of them off the top of my head. Well, throughout through my whole childhood, I've done things that my parents never knew I even did. Well, there, there's a difference between knowing and, you know, if you were questioned on it, would you have told them the truth? Or would you have lied about it? It, it would just depend on the situation. Right. It would depend on what I got caught to do right. from doing. If I got caught, that's a different ball game. Yeah. But, you know, don't get me wrong. I would not tell on myself if I did something stupid. Not like these kids t- t- today. No. And I certainly <clears> wouldn't <throat> post. And if, it, they tell on themselves by putting it on social media. Yeah. And that's the biggest stupid mistake in the world. Mm-hmm. The best way to keep it any secret is be the only one that knows about it. Right. And, you know, it's like these kids, you know, sleeping around with these teachers. Mm-hmm. Think I'm going to tell anybody? Right. I probably wouldn't tell anybody until after I graduated. Right. As I said, I wouldn't brag about it. <laughs> even, <coughs> even with my closest friends, I wouldn't do it. Right. Because it's none of their damn business. Right. It's none of their business. Like who I laid. Right. And it's none of their business. Plus, you know as well as I know, as soon as you told somebody, it's guess what? It's going to get around. Yeah, it's going to go around, and you're going to lose that avenue anyway. Mm-hmm. So why tell on yourself? Right. And like the case of your daughter, you, you need to teach her how to not to say anything. Right. And not how to use avenues that are going to tell on her right, right off the bat anyway. Right. Never put any, if you don't want nobody to know, don't put anything on social media. Right. Or emails or any type of paper trail whatsoever. It's like I got a cousin, I'll sit there and say, well, I did this today. I did that today. We went riding here. We went riding there. I'm like, why are you telling people your business? Right. They don't need to know that shit. Well, and the government does, you know, especially doesn't need to know. Well, the government already automatically knows anyway. Yeah. 
but don't voluntarily give the give them the ammo. You yeah yeah you automatically do every single day. Just by carrying your phone. Yeah. Yeah. By carrying any kind of electronics. Yep. You're telling on yourself. Even your TV. Yep. Did you see um, the company that makes Roomba? They're getting sued. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was taking pictures of couples doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. No, it wasn't. Wasn't that issue? You know, the one that really got them in, in hot water was you know the one was on the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. I know. Taking a piss. Yeah. And you know, Roomba, you know the Roomba. Uh, Roomba should, shouldn't have been able to take pictures. No, they shouldn't have. Well, the system you know uses cameras. As it was only supposed to be using a uh, infrared camera. Right. That's what it only should be doing, but it shouldn't be sending it to a central server. Right. It and see, and, that, and that's the problem with all these electronics. Right. If you put the shit online, somebody's going to hack it. Right. Well, I mean, if you're getting... It's like all these damn electric cars. Mm-hmm. Somebody's eventually going to hack them. Right. Well, it's like, you know, with the Roomba, you know, a proper implementation that would have no security vulnerabilities would be a closed circuit system. Right. Where it's, you know, where you have a central device. But you're always going to have that one person that's going to break into that central... Right. So if why, they wanted to. Right. It's the reason why you wouldn't plug it into the internet in itself. Right. That it would not have Wi-Fi access. That it would have strictly this independent wireless network. It wouldn't have a wireless network. Period. Right. You you sit there, plug it into the computer, program it to do what it needs to do. Yeah. And take it off wire. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's all the, it needs to do. Right, and that's the way it needs to be centralized. It don't need no Wi-Fi or anything because that Wi-Fi can be broken into. Right. But yeah, people don't realize just how much our stuff spies on us mm-hmm. you know that there are outlets. we're being spied on right now by just talking yeah well you know our phones are right here they have microphones it ain't just that because you got your computer open plus this electronic device right here right well the computer's not connected to any network right now it don't matter right if there's a satellite above you it's going to connect to it yeah this is true well how do you think the uh, china gets all our shit yeah this is true <laughs> but you know People don't realize how much, you know, and how, you know, how many things have cameras in them that you wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that you can actually buy an outlet. That has a camera. That has a camera built into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the, the, they're calling it the next generation nanny cam. The only good thing about that camera, it's on stationary, it cannot move. Right. Well, it's designed to be like a next generation mm-hmm. nanny cam, basically. Well, that's what the, uh, the ring doorbell is, is a nanny cam. But it's for outside. Right. Well, and, you know, I've always, you know, when they first introduced the nanny cam, I, you know, I saw some drawbacks to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the only downfall with the nanny cam, yeah, you can see it on your phone, so can everybody else. Mm-hmm. As soon as you open that network, anybody can tap into it. Well, the original versions of nanny cams didn't rely on a wireless you know, feed and it was directly to a computer that didn't have to be connected online right um or it stored the data you know directly because yeah most but if you're one of those parents that's a helicopter parent that wants to see what's going on 24 right. 7 they're going to have it connected to their phone right but when i'm talking about the original versions you didn't have that right. he- you didn't have that option and so those were you know 
were much safer than what we have now. Right. Now, I still, I have mixed feelings because, yes, it's helped catch some um, babysitters that were not doing what they were supposed to be right. doing. Um, however, in the same po- same point is, you know, you should be able to do your research on the babysitters beforehand anyway. Well, even if the babysitters come clean, you still got to have that. You got to anyway. have proof. Yeah. But, you know, so, I mean, it's kind of one of those, it's a catch-22, you know, on it. Right. Um, so, generally speaking, you know, with cameras and so forth, use it responsibly. Well, that's just it. They think they're using it responsibly, but they're really not. Right. Well, Basically, just keep it offline. Right. Well, like, one feature um, that I think is kind of neat, some of the phone cases have actual um like for the s23 the cases that my wife and i are going to get when we order our s23s -hmm. actually have a slider to where you can cover the camera you know all three of the back cameras Mm -hmm. um so that'll work all four of the back cameras actually well you got a problem there what's that you got a front-facing camera too yeah but you can also put a piece of tape over that yeah basically you're better off just putting a piece of tape on all of it yeah but um and some of the laptops now are actually having built-in camera covers where you literally it just slides over right built into the machine it's like i got my camera covered on mine right and i got the camera covered on my tv too yeah and you know people can say oh yeah we're paranoid well look at what edward exposed yeah and it's not so much of what do I have to hide, but if I want to be intimate with my wife, I don't want the rest of the world to see that. I don't want the NSA to see Especially it. see how lousy you are. How, <laughs> no. See how lousy you are or how good you are. <laughs> no, it's just, <laughs> that's something that's, you know. Yeah, it does, it does get a bump uh, and it gets annoying. Right. It's sacred. Yeah, and once it's out there, it's out there. Right. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Right. I mean, it's the same reason why I couldn't date a stripper. Right. Because, you know what? I don't want everybody else to... Touch them. You know, to touch them. Or, you know, to see them either. Right. You know, those are mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not sharing with anybody. Right. Or you're just sitting there in the toilet, chatting on your phone or whatever, mm-hmm. taking a big dump. You don't want people to see you taking a damn dump. Right. And you don't want that Roma coming up doing that. Well, that, and you don't want them to hear you go... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a you know what what for you thinking of that. I actually had one of those days where I was really constipated and I had to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and I was at work. <laughs> I hate it when you have to do it at work. I had one of the students, you know, commented to his buddy as he was leaving the bathroom, there's a moose in there. <laughs> and then that's one thing. When I'm when I'm in the bathroom I don't make no noises. Right. Most of the time I don't, but when you got when you are having trouble going and you've got to go, you can't get up. But one thing I hate is when you're sitting on the toilet, you let out one hell of a fart <laughs> and it echoes. Yes. <laughs> then on top of that, it stinks to high hell. Yeah. It actually runs you out. Yeah. That's one thing I'm grateful for. I don't have a sense of smell. Yeah. But you have a sense of taste. Yeah, unfortunately. And that's just as worse. Yeah. 
you know that actually when my youngest son was born that was one of the things that you know my wife was so happy for that i didn't have that sense of smell because changing diapers didn't bother me right you know because you have so many people that have really bad gag reflexes Mm -hmm. and it (laughs) bad thing is i faked all that shit so i didn't (laughs) have to do it And of course, you're you know, you're going through a divorce, so you don't really care if she knows or not. <laughs> right. And my kids are grown anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to get we got to get you dating again, though. Yeah, if you can find a decent woman out here, I may have to go into a different country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get a decent one. Yeah, this is true. There's some scary women out there. I'll tell you that. You ain't shouldn't. Have you seen some of those uh, some of those TikTok clips of some of these girls? Mm-hmm. You go, you know, you look at them at first, you're like, yeah, she might be okay, and then you hear her talk, and you're like, oh hell no. Yeah. Or you see her dance. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Are you a fucking ostrich or what? <laughs> yeah. It's the same way with Instagram. Mm-hmm. Only thing I'm having problems with Instagram right now is. They're showing a lot of young girls in bathing suits. Mm-hmm. What is that promoting? Pornography. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not pornography, but you got pedophiles that's thinking differently. Well, it's sexualizing teenagers. No, children. Yeah, children in general. Not just teenagers, just children. Right. And, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit more prudish on this one, but in all honesty. Yeah, you know, they think it's all innocent at the time. Right. But you get somebody that's a pedophile, mm-hmm. it ain't so innocent. Right. Well, that's kind of my point. You know, you know, you look at this and you go, okay, how could this be exploited? Right. And when you look at it from that lens, mm-hmm. I mean, it is, I mean, it's really a, a stark contrast. Right. That's a very hard lens to swallow. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you think is going to happen if that was your daughter? You know? Oh, God. He's like, no, thank you. I'm probably the one that would find out who downloaded and I go gouge on all their eyes. Mm-hmm. And then make them eat their eyes. Right. With their ass. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's getting so sexualized out there now. It's starting to be no fun anymore. Yeah. Well, and to me, yeah. There's no imagination anymore. Right. I mean, it's borderline. I mean, a lot of the clothing that some of these kids are wearing, uh-huh. they might as well not be wearing clothing. Right. Especially those damn yoga pants. Yeah. Why? If I was their parents, I'd be telling them they need to wear shorts with that. Yeah. Well, I know this much is if my daughter went out, you know, went out in public in those yoga pants, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be a, okay, you have to wear shorts with them. No, the yoga pants would be burned. Well, yeah. It just simply. But you see what I'm saying. Right. Now, if they had gym class or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd give them a chance. Mm-hmm. But they need to wear gym shorts with them. Right. There needs to be a little um, discretion. Right. And it's like when my girls were growing up, I made them wear shorts mm-hmm. underneath their dress mm-hmm. or skirts or whatever. Yeah. Because I know how boys think. Mm-hmm. We're doing that with and my I daughter. I know how a little girl sit. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing with my daughter. You know, not playing around with that. Right. And, you know, and it sucks you have to do that, but mm-hmm. that's just the father's mentality because we know how guys think. Right. 
We were, you know, we were that age at one point. Right. And we know exactly. You know, I mean, the, it's and we have a unique perspective that women will never get. Right. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. We can see it yeah. because we thought like that. Right. And if you have a Christian wife, mm-hmm. a Christian wife would be just as hard. Mm-hmm. They'd be having to wear slips or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even think girls even wear slips anymore. Mm-mm. Not anymore. Not that I've seen anyway. Well, do you remember back in the 90s, you know, what was common for almost every every adult female to wear? Yeah. It's pantyhose. Right. Do you see that hardly anymore? Only business women. Right. And it, I mean, but I remember, you know, the um, big, you know, the big displays in Walmart. Uh-huh. Big it, eggs, eggs and yeah. shaped looking things. And you have these big ass displays on these. Uh-huh. And you don't see any of that anymore. Well, you, you see them, but you don't see the big eggs anymore. Right. You see them just in the package. Right. Like, where's the imagination now? Right. Yeah. But I remember being a kid, you know. Going, and they were always dark. They were never light. Yeah. But I remember being a kid going, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I thought was funny is when my girls were young and they got their first pantyhose, mm-hmm. I was just glad I wasn't the one that had to teach them how to put them on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have told them to put them on their head. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever listened to um, some of the comedians talking about, you know, their daughters getting their first periods? Mm-hmm. Bill Engvall's one of my favorites when he talks about that yeah. one. <laughs> I'll have to get that sound clip one of these days. Have you ever heard uh, Howard Stern's? No, I hadn't heard of Howard Stern's. Whew. When he when he first came out, mm-hmm. ooh, he was brutal. Yeah. I mean, he was the best guy to listen to. Yeah. But now he's kind of middled out. Yeah. Well, I... I think that's you know, he's the one that had all the controversy. Yeah. Well, I think when uh, Cyrus Radio first came out. Yeah. Well, you know, truth be told, you know, I really think that that's kind of the truth with all almost all guys. As we as we get older, we mellow. Yeah. We kind of do. But and you, unless you get the one kid that's uber mellow, you know, as a kid, and mm-hmm. then they become very intense later. Right. I think that's what happened to him. Yeah. But you you seen all these um, uh, videos I sent you about all these girls doing this and that mm-hmm. and getting rid of all the good guys and dating bad ones and yep. whatnot. Or there were some doozies. Well, you know that's you know back <clears throat> when I was in the dating scene, that was always one of my biggest frustrations was being friend zoned. Right. And you were over here going, "Hello, I'm I'm everything you're looking for." Mm-hmm. that you say you're looking for but you go with the exact opposite right and that's still true today and, it, and it's gotten a lot worse yeah and I never did understand why that is and these girls are wondering why these guys ain't even asking them out right we're like because we don't we're tired of your bullshit well tired of being rejected I mean you get rejected enough times you kind of go okay well, that and you get tired of having to chase people right why chase somebody that you know you ain't going to get? Right. But it's weird how, you know, you know, the fuzzy logic is not. Well, and that's because these women think uh, they can do 
everything that guys can. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. But they still need love, affection, cuddling, mm-hmm. and all that. Right. You ain't going to get that from a mean person. Yeah. You're not going to get that from a fuckboy. Let's be honest. Yeah. You're not going to get what you're looking for from, you know, the supermodel guy that knows he can get every woman he wants. Right. And guys nowadays, hell, they don't want to marry a girl anymore. Right. Because they don't have that uh, wife uh, mentality. Right. Like they used to have. Right. Yeah. They, it, they don't. They barely have the girlfriend mentality. Right. Well, as I say, I feel like our culture has. You know, remember we talk about that narcissist you know, being about narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the majority of our country is just every man out for himself. Yeah. Instead of looking for, you know, in the dating scene, I feel like. People, you know, people need to be looking for a prospective partner, right? You know, in life. Yeah. And with that in mind, that means recognizing, okay, one, yes, you're, you know, every person you date is going to have a fault. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. End of story. And it's like, if you're the type of person that goes to the gym, you have that one girl that dresses so skimpy mm-hmm. that yeah, you can get looked at. Mm-hmm. But she gets mad because she's being looked at. I'm like, well, don't dress the way you dress. You know, those girls that do that like that, I swear... They do it, it on purpose. Yeah, they do it on purpose so they have a reason to bitch. Right. Because, you know, if you're dressed like that, you are wanting mm-hmm. you, that attention. Because I was watching this one video about this guy and this girl was at the gym. Mm-hmm. And this girl was getting mad because uh, she kept thinking this guy was looking at her. Mm-hmm. Well, she got herself in a bind. Mm-hmm. Mind you, and uh, she kept asking for help, and nobody was helping her. Mm-hmm. It took another girl to come over there to help her. Right, and it was because of the fact that she was so bitchy towards everybody else. Right. Well, and then you got the fact of, you know, for us men, if we, you know, we have to be very careful these days because we can say anything and mm-hmm. be accused of sexual harassment. Right. But we can also turn t- tables on them now. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, you know, a very big truth on that. Yeah, because I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, you'll go up there to a lady and say, hey, lady, uh, and she'll say, stop, stop, stop. I got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, you dropped something right there. Right. You know, and if somebody did that to me, mm-hmm. the first time, I was like, okay, walk off, pick up whatever she dropped. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a $100 bill. Yep. You know, or her rent money. Yep. Well, it's your loss, lady. Well, and that's what I'm getting at is people don't know how. People don't know how to interact with each other anymore. No, they don't. And I think, you know, as much as I am an IT guy and, you know, a tech enthusiast, I think that our technology has been that problem is we've gotten so used to not interacting with other people. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the same, you know, you also have the same problem, you know, the opposite problem where you have girls that don't recognize when, you know, a guy is making a pass. Right. And then they trust everybody mm-hmm. when they don't need to do that. Right. And that's, you know, another, you know and the opposite the of the problem. Decent girls are getting screwed too. Mm-hmm. Because that's just, the guy's not going to ask a girl out anymore. Right. Well, a lot of us guys, you know, a lot that's of guys, it. you know, just had gotten burned so much. Like mm-hmm. if if something happened between me and my wife, 
I don't think I would be looking for long-term relationships. Why do you think I hadn't been looking? Mm. Yeah. If somebody wants to go out with me, they need to come to me. I'm not going to them. Well, even then, I don't think I would be... And it shouldn't be that way. Right. I don't know. If my wife and I got divorced, I don't think I'd ever be able to trust a woman enough for marriage or a long-term relationship. Let me see where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just it. It just takes time. Right. Will I ever be ready to date again? Well, I'm sure I am. I'm sure I'm ready to date now, but I'm just not chasing them. Right. Well, and then... Because really, there's really no good place to chase them. Right. And then trust, and then letting your guard down is even harder. And I ne- I've never let my guard down except for one time. Mm-hmm. And look where that got me. Yep. So I never going to let my guard down again. <laughs> that taught me a lesson that, mm-hmm. that day. <laughs> yep. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And it shouldn't. But, you know, the reality is is that our world has got, has turned so far backwards. That's because of social media. Yeah. It's social media. It's the demonic worship that, you know, our society is partaking in. And the next worst thing that they're doing now is making AI girlfriends. Yep. And that's the biggest mistake they're making. Right. Well, and because that means these shy guys ain't gonna go out there and do anything, right? Why, you know, why would they be? I mean, right. they've got some, you know, they got an online AI girlfriend, right? That they can get everything they need. You well, know, they, they ain't gonna get everything they need, but yeah. Well, that's the reason why they go to that brothel in Texas. Yeah, be nice if we had one here. Yeah, you probably would never leave there after work, would you? Probably not. <laughs> well, I had to leave sometime because I'll be broke by then. <laughs> no, I think uh, knowing you, you'd be the one to figure out to come up with a uh, a monthly you know pricing. <laughs> be like, all right, look, here's the deal. Here's what I have a month. What would that get me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you doing it. Well, well, it's like this one guy. He goes to this brothel. Because this one, he asks for this one particular girl every time, mm-hmm. and he gives her he gives her a thousand dollars each time. Mm-hmm. Well, finally she comes up and asks him, "Why why does he come every single day?" Mm-hmm. And give me this so much money. Well, I'm giving you money that your sister owes you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he basically he didn't use his money. Yep. <laughs> he used his that client's money. Yep. <laughs> And stop to think about how messed up that is. <laughs> yeah. But hey, at least he got it some. Yeah. Well, there's a similar joke you know, on the opposite side. Yeah. Her, you know, wife had you know, gotten out of the shower, husband popped in the shower. And so she's got the towel on, doorbell rings, she's got the towel wrapped around yeah. her. And it's the neighbor. And he says, I'll give you $500 if you'll just drop your towel. Yeah. And so she does. Mm-hmm. Well, she goes back in. Husband comes out. Who was that? That was a neighbor. Um, it was Bob. Yeah. Did he bring me the five hundred dollars? He, you know, he owes me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's messed up, isn't mm-hmm. it? And that's the way people think nowadays. Yeah. And, and it sucks as you have to. Right. And that's one of the worst, you know, things in the world. I feel like is that everybody's looking to screw everybody else over because you're getting screwed over. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't have to do that. That's because most of the people lost their morals. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's um, 
something that was interesting. Um, I was talking with one of the uh, band directors at the school, and he and I were talking about you know the Bible and history and us taking and <clears throat> taking the Bible out of everything. Yeah. Well, here's you know you don't have to be a believer to understand this basic concept of the the Bible and the the morality of the Bible was the very fulcrum of everything yeah. of our society. Right. Well. That's kind of like having the tuning instrument for you know for an orchestra. Right. Okay. Everything everything tunes to that you know, to that tuning fork. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now everybody's going to play different parts. Right. But it still it comes out right. Right. Now we took out the Bible, and we didn't replace it with anything specific. Right. So that's well actually we did. Anarchy. No, we replace it with pornography. Well, <laughs> pornography is only a small portion of that, though. But you see what I'm saying? They right. did replace it. Not really. We literally we took you know they that, replaced it, but they replaced it with the wrong stuff. Right. And the thing is, is that it's not something that everybody is tuned to. Right. That's the reason why our country is in such chaos yeah. that nobody can agree on any two things. Right. And you shouldn't have to agree with anything. Right. And that's that's a good thing about democracy. Right. But you know, when you can't get you know, when you've got everybody fighting over everything mm -hmm. over stupid stuff. Yeah, really. You know, like I said, there's there's no cohesion anymore. Right. You know, we literally took away our tuning standard. Mm -hmm. But I tell you one thing, the next president that happens or comes about, hopefully he stops all this crap. Yeah, I pray. I'd really Whether do. it's Trump or whoever. Right. Well, I would love to see Trump. Well, I know all the uh, Republicans are wanting to put a stop to it. I know that. Yeah. And there's some Democrats that want to put a stop to it. And I'm hoping that they work together to, you know. Well, the, some Democrats are working with the Republicans. Yeah. Because they're, they're wanting the same things. Right. I think those are what, you know, what the Democrats you know, refer to as dinos. Democrats in name only. Probably. Like we have our rhinos. Yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't put a pastel. But even back then, back in the day, Republicans and Democrats had the same ideas. They just implemented them differently. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that. I would say that at least on the, on the face, it looked a lot like that. But I think as far as the core of the Democrat Party has never actually changed since its inception. It, ha it has it changed, changed. It changed its tactics. No, it has changed. Uh, see, I, wasn't, I think it was Nixon that was a Democrat, wasn't he? He was Republican. Who was it that was Democrat back then? Uh, JFK was Democrat. Uh, who was before JFK? Uh, God, I cannot remember. Jackson, I think. Might be. He was either before or after. He was before. I know that much. Well, it happened between one of those Democrats when everything started changing. Well, their the face. It just it's just starting to got get worse. Now, see, here's the thing: is from the beginning of the Democrat Party, their whole point was. Pro-slavery, right? Um, the only well, there was a few Republicans back then that was still for slavery too, right? But not many. Yeah. 
but if you really look at it, they didn't they didn't change off of that off of that mindset it was well, the, that part they never changed right and the the only thing they did was they said instead of you know sl- enslaving black people let's enslave everybody well cuz and and it's true today that everybody around here are slaves right they just don't realize they are right and it's you look you know you know your actual wages to what you know what your cost of living is yeah. and most everybody is living paycheck to paycheck unless you're in the you know elites right as simply because of the fact that you cannot get ahead because everything's gotten so expensive well that and the democrats keep uh bringing everybody down yeah it ain't just because they're not getting paid enough but just bringing everybody down right by making everybody fight amongst each other right well and, you and look, that's one thing that i don't understand that these people are not waking up right they don't seem to realize that the government is actually using them right well it's like you know stay divided right you look at how many com- large corporations have to do you know this affirmative action crap mm-hmm. okay affirmative action literally makes it to where they hire these minorities well the Minorities literally don't have to do any actual work, and they're getting paid right. top dollar. Well, it just depends on the company, really. Right, but especially in the upper levels, they want to do that. Right, um, and so these companies are losing profits left and right mm-hmm. due to the fact that they've got to pay for these, you know, assets. Right, um, they're not assets to the company; they're well, a drag. Back, back in the day, that might have been true. Right, but in today's world, that's not true anymore. Because the, bla- the blacks do hold a lot of good stuff. To a degree, now the you know, like when I was work, you know, various places. But I've it also worked, depends on how they were raised. Too. Right, and that's and that is true, especially with this newer generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's really you know gotten so racially you know charged by well, that. Well I imagine if the right person would sit down with some of these so called game members and actually make them think mm-hmm. and show them that the government's actually using them mm-hmm. to fight the narrative. Right. I imagine things will change. Well one of the problem things is is getting these people to listen. Well look at Bill Cosby before he got in big trouble you know with all the sexual allegations yeah. right before he got in big trouble, I mean, he was, you know, especially in the African-American communities, he was a mainstay name. Right. He had everybody's respect. hmm Okay? And he, is, you know, put out some statements, going, you know, calling it, you know, as it is. Right. And telling, basically telling the black community, stop acting like morons. Yeah. And they'll treat you with a little bit of respect. Right. You know, if you act like a moron, they're going to treat you like a moron. hmm And... You know, they did. You know what did they do? They uh, decided they were going to change laws so they could go after him on stuff that there really was no actual concrete evidence. Right. It's allegations with no evidence. Right. Which I still don't understand how they were able to convict him with no actual evidence. All we have are people's words. Yeah, all they had was hearsay. Right. That's and that's apparently all they needed. But the but the thing though was is that that was the Democrats' plan, was to shut him up. Right. It wasn't any other reason than to shut well, him up. Why do you think Martin Luther King got shot? Mm-hmm. 
Well, the Democrats, you know, they don't. I don't think they. Why, even, why do you think uh, JFK got shot? Right. Why do you think Lincoln got shot? Yeah. Because the Democrats all the way. No, because they were for the people, no mm -hmm. matter what the color was. Right. They didn't care what color you was. They mm -hmm. were there for the people. Right. And I mean, to me, it feels like the uh, Democrats. Well, it's not necessarily just Democrats. Republicans too, but. It's predominantly Democrats. Democrats that are causing this. Yeah. And, and that's what we need to try to get these people to do is to wake up and show them what the Democrats are doing to them. Right. Not to everybody else, but to them. Well, and I keep on trying to tell people, I say, look, read the Democrats' values. Right. Read Mein Kampf, yeah. which is Hitler's book. Right. You will see that it is, I mean, almost word for word mm -hmm. identical. Yeah. And you can probably read the Chinese guys. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably be word for word. Mm-hmm. Well, because each communist party is different. Right. Well, and you can read uh, Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. Yeah. And yeah. it still rings true to the Democrat Party. Right. And they're not understanding that communism... Is evil. Mm -hmm. Socialism is evil. Yeah. Well, communism or socialism is communism light. Right. It's kind of the predecessor to communism. Well, it's a start to uh, communism. Right. That's the first step, more or less. Right. <clears throat> because what will happen? But, and that's and that's just it. These people, when they say you know they're for socialism, but they really don't know what they're actually for. Right. Because they don't really sit there and actually do the research mm -hmm. of what socialism actually is. Right. Well, really, when you look at what socialism is, is you take away the idea of private enterprise. Yeah. And you take away the idea of private property mm -hmm. of any kind. And everything is communal based. You know, you get, you know, what you're allowed and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Then, but the thing though is, is that it's kind of voted on like a democracy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Basically. Now, the problem is, is that socialism is designed, you know, so that it creates that downward trend where that that government will collapse. It's designed to collapse right. in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. Now, when that happens in that country, because you've decimated private businesses to yep. the point that it doesn't exist. The only thing that can come into play is communism because it's got to be the government to rebuild everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what they don't understand is all socialism is is... Government control. Right. It's the pre you know, precursor to communism. Yeah. And it's like, why would you want the government to control your life? Why? I think what a lot of people... For a lot of people, it's the, you know, the fear of freedom that they're afraid of making their own choices. Yeah. And that could be a possibility. Well, I mean, think about this. When you were, you know, young, okay, I know you tried to go military, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But you had a lot of options, okay? You look at your average high school student you know, grad now. Yeah. Okay. You know, they got, they've got out of the high school. They have had the grades. They've had the ACT score, right. the SAT score, all of that. They have all these choices for different colleges. Mm -hmm. They can go military. They can do whatever they want, right? right? Right. You know, that's a lot of choices that you have. Yeah. And, you know, that can theoretically, you know, especially something that big, can be a paralyzing 
Not really. For some people, it can be. Not really. It's only paralyzing for people like you. Um, not for me. Because when you're in high school, the only thing you really want to think about after uh, after high school is partying. Mm-hmm. That's all they ever think about is partying. Now, you have a select few that, yeah, they want to go straight off to college. Right. But, you know. And it's only a select few. Right. But you have so many people that literally they don't know what they want to do. Well, and now they're, they're telling people that you don't need to go to college to get a good job. And you, true, true to that, you don't. Right. Now, if you want to be a doctor, lawyer, or something like that, yeah, you have to go right. to college for it. Well, a lot of that, you know. But to own a business, you don't. Right. Well, a lot of the reason why they're changing that model is the fact of the. Because of what they're teaching in college. They're teaching in college, plus the amount of crippling debt. Yeah. I mean, you look at the average, you know, average high school student or uh, average college graduate. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the average college graduate is sixty to seventy thousand dollars in um, debt. Sixty to a hundred thousand. Yeah, actually. depending on depending on the school. All right. Right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my daughter's like thirty thousand in debt. Right. So if you stop to think about this one for a second, is that much in debt? Okay. Your weight. You know, most wages, even graduating college, aren't going to pay that well. Right. You know, they're not going to pay. You know, they're not going to pay a six-figure sag- salary right not out right of college. Right off the bat. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to take you years to get to a point of a six-figure salary. Mm-hmm. Okay, that interest accrues very quickly. Right. And you know, you think about it. Might a lot of people never actually get to pay off their college debts? Right. Because they're hell. They end up dying before then. Right. You know, you're working yourself to death. Yeah. And not even making a dent. You, in you it. can get a college degree, and not even get in that field that you went to college for. Right. Well, the other thing I think they need to do is eliminate um, degrees and things that you cannot actually get a legitimate job in. Because right. it's like I was telling my, all my kids was pick a college course that's actually going to make you money. Right. Don't be going to like uh, art, art or try to get an art degree or anything like that. Right. You want something that's going to actually get you a, a decent living. Right. Now, if you want to be a college professor of gender studies, you know, that should be a master. Right. You're an idiot, but that's one that should be only offered for a master's degree. Well, the thing is, there is no such thing as a gender study. Right. There's no such thing as a damn gender. And I agree. You're either a male or a female. I know that. If you want to pretend like you're a female, then dress up on Halloween and pretend like you're a damn female. Right. But what I'm trying to get at is, is all these you know studies like that. Yeah. If you're not going to be a professor in that, you're basically just wasting money. Right. You should not be. That should not be offered on a, a bachelor's degree program. That shouldn't. That should be only an associate degree anyway. Right. At most. Yeah. But it should not be offered on a bachelor's level. Right. I could see it on a master's level if it, and because I don't see it in a master's level. No, the reason why I say on a master's level is if you're going to be a professor teaching that, that's one thing. Uh, yeah, if you're going to be a professor, that's different. Right. But if you're just taking that course to be just be taking it, right. you're an idiot. Right. 
but that's what I'm trying to get at overall is we should not be offering you know courses and stuff that is not beneficial right if it's not going to benefit the student then why are we charging them for that exactly I mean that's really what it comes down to but here, here's the other thing is is the taxpayers and the government shouldn't be liable for your debt right you're the one that went to college mm -hmm. you're the one that went to that degree mm -hmm. that's your problem right ain't nobody else's but yours right you're the one that chose that degree right and that's that's the thing that why a lot of there's a lot of push more for um um what is that tech schools well well it ain't just that the trade schools it, well it ain't just that is they need to drop the tuition down right they don't need to be raising it every fucking year no and it doesn't need to be because every time they raise it the more the less students they'll end up having right and the less minds that can possibly be used right be useful but yeah you, know, you should not be unless you're going to an ivy league school you should not being you know should not be paying forty thousand dollars a year right that's ridiculous right and it's like, you know, like I was telling my daughter when she was going to college. She was actually playing it smart because mm -hmm. my sister was telling her how to do it, really. Mm -hmm. Is while you're in school, start paying on your tuition. Mm -hmm. And by the time you graduate, you won't have that big of a bill. Right. Well, and not a bill at all. Right. Because you won't have the interest accumulating. Right. Because that's the big, that's the killer right there is that interest rate. Because by the time, uh, you know, she didn't finish college. So what she owed, was, uh, I think she said like 12 grand. Mm -hmm. And they had that paid off within a couple of years. Right, but that was also, and she also got into pretty good, you know, paying jobs. No, she ain't working. Oh, you're talking about your daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, my sister is what they call a professional student. Right. She was just going to school just to be going to school. Right. And but there are she, people that do that and pull it off, and I don't know how they do it. But she did have a good job. Right. Hell, she was moved to Baltimore. She was there for a year and already bought a house and paid for it within yeah. that year. Yeah. Tell me that ain't, that wasn't a good job. Oh, yeah. But she also knew how to uh, deal with money, too. Right. Well, and knowing how to, how the banks you know screw people over, man, that makes all the difference in the world. Right. And if when I get to a situation to where I can, I'm getting my money out of the bank, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna have my money work for me instead of me working for my money. Right. And that's what they need to be teaching in school. Yeah, that I really truthfully agree with that. They actually need to be teaching this in high school. Yeah. They need to teach <coughs> money management, really. Yeah. And that's and you know home ec, which is I think it's called something else nowadays. Right. As they used to teach that. Mm -hmm. You know, in that class. Right. Well, something else that I, it occurred to me, uh, as a matter of fact, I was watching an episode of Simpsons, and yes, even the Simpsons can you know offer you know some insights sometimes. Uh, hell, sometimes I can predict the damn future. Yeah, but I was watching an episode of Simpsons, and the school had gotten this massive grant. Right. You know, you know, for all this electronic stuff mm -hmm. and had a massive surge, fried everything. Right. And, and I mean, literally everything. Right. 
And so the school was like, well, what are we going to do? Well, they decided to go to absolute basics. Yeah. And they, you know, Willie, you know, the, you know, the janitor started teaching them farming and things right. like that. Mm-hmm. But in that process, they were able to integrate, you know, math, you know, equations into all that yeah. and make it alive to the students. Mm-hmm. Well, the students came around for the round two of this, um, testing yeah this testing thing and the students you know want prevailed yeah yeah and maybe that's something that ne- that needs to be taught but i don't oh, see that's just it you know all the schools went all to all the computers and stuff mm-hmm. well the kids really ain't learning anything right you know because they're not writing it down they're typing it down right if you, you know, type it down you're not going to remember right you know that's actually the reason why uh, i specifically you know, got my, you know, why we did the notes and why we're going to do the S23 Ultras yeah. is because, you know, taking the, the stylus and writing it, you know, physically writing it, yeah. you have a better chance of remembering it than typing it. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, even though it's still in electronic form, you're still physically writing it. Right. And I remember, you know, things a lot better than I do if I type it. Yeah. And so I think it needs to come back to the point with... We the, need to go back to old school. With the, especially with the high school students, rip all that shit out. Mm-hmm. It's, it, well, they actually need to do that in middle school, rip everything out. Yeah. And only teach electronic stuff in high school. Yeah. Mainly 11th and 12th grade. Right. Well, the, you know, that way they have their foundations and their fundamentals Cause, down. Because as it stands right now, if the grid goes down and you're sitting there at Walmart or grocery store mm-hmm. trying to figure out how much all this stuff's going to cost, mm-hmm. they're screwed. Yeah. You know, they ain't going to be able to do math. Right. Well, and it's like with my daughter, one of the things I've been teaching her to do is when you see, you know, a, uh, you know, sense on a price tag. Okay. That was just weird. What? Could have swore I saw a shadow. Yeah. Well, I tell her to round up every time. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's just so that it's easier to add up in your head. All right. Well, it's like when I take my daughter shopping, I tell her to make sure every time you get an item, you mark that price down, but you mark you add an extra dollar. Mm-hmm. To every time. Yeah. That, that way you know you will not go over. Right. And... The other thing is I told her, I said, so, you know, as you're adding things up in your head, mm-hmm. when you get to that total, before you go check out, add, you know, 10% of that. Well, see, that's why I say add a dollar to each item that you get. Right. That way you don't have to do that. Well, the, what I'm trying to get her to do is to estimate, you know, to getting her in the habit of estimating what the taxes are going to be on right. something. Right. And so 10% is a pretty good round number. That's actually overestimating. Right. But the idea is, you know, so she has, you know, when she gets to the point in the checkout and you see that grand total after yeah. taxes, it's not. It don't, it don't freak you out. Right. It's not a surprise. You're, and you will actually go, oh, that's not so bad. And that way you don't keep putting things in the buggy mm-hmm. knowing that you don't have enough coverage. Right. But, yeah, that's like with. But my problem is with that is I have to, I have to physically write that shit down. Right. Because if I don't, and I go off and I start talking to somebody, mm-hmm. I'll yep. forget it. Yeah, I know what you mean there. 
Uh, that's um, it's funny you mentioned that. So my wife and I, we've done our budget for our income taxes of what we're how we're going to spend it, yeah. and. I underestimated how much we got mm-hmm. or that we're getting right. on purpose. And, and I'm just hoping that she did it right to where y'all ain't going to get audited. Right. And I'm 99.9% certain she did. There's always that 0.1% chance. Yeah. But. Um, Hell, I still hadn't even done mine yet. But. Um, I'm, almost, I'm almost afraid to. Yeah. The other thing we did in our budget is we overestimate what, what something's going to cost us. Right. So, it, you know, if I say I found, you know, like we're going to replace our couch with Lazy Boys. Right. Or, you know, style. Yeah. So I found a price of 250 I think, was what I found. Well, I'm going to tell you a little secret with that. What's that? The cheaper the price. The lower the quality. Well, that and the most uncomfortable it is. Yeah. So before you even do that, you want to go to the lazy boy place and mm. sit into a few of them right before you make your decision right well we won't be going with lazy boy brand you know, if I, I would no because they're the most comfortable chairs you'll ever sit in <laughs> maybe so but they're also you know much more bloated in price nah, compared to other it brands just depend, it just depends on what you get right because my it's like my dad's lazy boy chair mm-hmm. it might have cost him 350 right and that's pretty reasonable right now, if it's over eight to a thousand dollars, yeah, that's way overpriced. Right, but you know what I'm getting at is so when I put the budget in, mm-hmm. I you know overestimate but the just, price. Just don't be one of those people that get a freaking futon. No, you uh, don't want to be known as the futon person. No, I had one when um, Ashley, well, my ex-wife and I lived in the apartment we lived in in Florida, and. After she and I separated, we, my uh, wife and I took the futon to you know, our place, yeah. and that didn't last very long at all. Because yeah, they're the most uncomfortable things. You, mm-hmm. It's great for a kid, right? That's not overweight. Well, and it's and it'd be great for like you know a you know you know you know overnight guest, but no, not long term. No, it wouldn't be great for an over, overnight guest because you gotta consider. You get, you know, say you get old people coming mm-hmm. in, you know, wanting to visit. Right. Them things are the most uncomfortable chairs yeah. for an old person. Yeah, this is true. But why, I, why do you think I always stand up when I'm over your house? Yeah. This is true. Because most of the stuff you got is uncomfortable. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and it's falling apart. Yeah. So. But you know, we were look, you know, it's like, but like I said, I'm overestim- I overestimate the prices on purpose. Right. And it's that way we don't blow the budget. Right. And on top of that is by the time we're done getting everything, we still will have leftover. Mm-hmm. Well, with, with those uh, basically lazy boy chairs, mm-hmm. don't buy anything over 500 Right. I think we were looking at between, I think I budgeted right at 350 Yeah. 350 to 400 you're good. Like I said, just don't go over 5 Right. Unless it's one of those specialty chairs that you need one that lifts up for right. it, lifts you up. Right. Unless you need one of those kind. Right. Then you're looking at a couple of grand. Right. Well, like, one of the things I wanted was, you know, and this is something because I do not want to have another ottoman. Well, this thing, the, like my dad's Lazy Boy, uh-huh. it was basically a pillow top type style. Uh-huh. And you're talking about the most comfortable chair. Every time I sit in, I fell asleep. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. 
Well, um, but you know, I want the you know the type to have the recliner, you know, right. the reclining to where you have the leg prop and yeah. all that. Right. And the main reason for that is is because I do not want an ottoman mm -hmm. because that's space that's wasted. Right. You can get you just a small coffee table. Right. You know, you know, if we want to put our feet up, we have the recliner, right. you know, reclining function. But, you know, you're talking about couches. Mm -hmm. Just get you a love seat. That's all yeah. you'll need. Yep. But, yeah. you know, you're also having to look for a new place, too. Yeah. So. Right. And that's why I said, you know, that's the reason why I overestimate my budget. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, I think it's time we wrap it up for the evening. Um, I do appreciate yeah, your time. I don't think we talked about everything, I don't think. I, I think we got everything that we're going to cover tonight. Well, you'll have to look at your phone and see. Yeah. Well, we're already at you know, almost an hour and 50 minutes in, so yeah. let's wrap it up for tonight. Yeah. Well, it is 10 o'clock. So. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, we will catch you in, yeah, in a couple of weeks. You all have a wonderful you know, time, and we'll catch you next time. Good night, folks.